You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. What's going on, Whisper Nation? That's Big Travi, and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and this is the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. How we doing? Doing great, Johnny. The NFL, of course, did not disappoint again. Week nine had a couple barn burners out there, including that Saints Rams game, which was just a fantasy delight. Yeah, um, man. that was that was and even that Carolina that Carolina Tampa game too. I mean, just a couple of over unders getting crushed out there. We thought these games had the uh, the makings of some shootouts, and they and they did not disappoint. Well, like those games, Travis. Our show tonight is not going to disappoint because we got the crowns, downs, and rebounds for week nine upon our slate tonight. This is episode number 41, Travis. The big that's four right. one. Closing that's, in on 50, baby. That's that's the next step, man. We gotta like throw some kind of bash or something. Like, don't like <laughs> people people do that, right? For like 50. Like it's all, it seems like Oh, it's the big five zero. That's a that's yeah. a big deal. We got to throw some kind of bash, some whisper nation bash or something. Listen, I'm about it. Let's do it. All right, Travis. Let's get into today's show. But first, we got to give the people what they want. A little news and notes. News and notes from around the NFL. That's right, Johnny. Our news and notes, as always, are brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Johnny, if you have an Apple device, we tell the Whisper Nation, go to the App Store, download. They've got all the news, all the updates you need, all the beat writer reports right there. And what's better is they've got all the Fantasy Whispers rankings right there, the personalized rankings. You click on your guy, you get the last three weeks of his targets, catches, stats, everything you need and the greatest thing is johnny is they're developing this they're updating it every single day they're putting out new updates every week so get get fanatic while you can while it's free while they're just getting started here and then while they're updating it because they want to help you win the week win the next and then win your league yep travis love that love that app and luckily today dude there's not a whole lot of Injury news on that app, which is great. That's always Fantasy. good. Yeah, that's always good news. And essentially, we just have um, Bill's running back, Chris Ivory, was taken to the county medical center, a level one trauma center for evaluations on his left shoulder. That's not good news. Um, fortunately for fantasy owners, though, I'll spin this in a positive light. Most people probably didn't have him or if they did roster him. They were probably had him as a handcuff to Shady. I think this kind of helps Shady. I want to be yeah, positive was, on this show. So a we're going to talk about, about the positivity here. So I think this is, is really good for Shady moving forward. Yeah, I would agree with that. And also, you know, uh, we wish the best for Chris Ivory. And we wish the best for the rest of this Bills team as they try to put a roster together to win a football game at yep. some point. All right. That essentially wraps up our our injury report there i mean uh for the night game on sunday i hope that you listen to us on our live stream on instagram we we went on there we said hey if you have if if you have gronk in tonight's game i would highly consider going 
another tight end option because it wasn't looking like he was going to play, and sure enough, he didn't end up playing. So hopefully you were able to come up with a better solution than having to result with the Monday night Dallas and Tennessee game because neither of those tight end options are, are very, very good right now. But I guess, Travis, you're going to go with some points over no points, right? Yeah, I mean... That's that's the plan. As long as you have the burner spots, like you're in a tough you know spot. But a uh, you know a savvy GM is going to make the moves to help himself win or herself win. You got to do, and honestly, you should have had backup plans for these guys. If you were listening to us all week, it was always in doubt. You always needed to have that backup plan. And I advised a lot of people to roll away from Sony Michelle this week. If you had mm-hmm. other options, it just didn't seem right. Um, and so, you know, just always be aware that especially these later games do things like putting guys in your flex uh, instead of your, you know, um, because that allows you that freedom to maneuver guys in and out for sure. All right, Travis, let's get into the week nine crowns that if you had these guys on your roster, chances are you're staring down. The barrel of a W right now. Uh, hopefully you had them on your squad. All right, Travis, you want to give your first crowns for week nine? Yeah, I'm going to save my best crown for last. I'm going to go a little unorthodox here, Johnny. I'm going to take the Bears defense and special teams. Listen, I'm only putting them here because they've been a crown all year long, pretty much. They've they've cashed in. But I remember, you know, we had a Miami matchup against the Bears earlier this year, and we thought... They were going to cash in on that one, and Miami came out like gangbusters and, and really knocked them down, but not this week, man. The Bears cashing in on that choice matchup against Nathan Peterman, and they sacked Peterman four times. They picked him off three times. They got a fumble recovery, and they got two defensive touchdowns. They only allowed three field goals, Johnny. They get Detroit next week. Detroit just gave up 10 sacks to the Vikings today. I really brutal. like where the Bears are at. Um, if you you know, a lot of people didn't draft the Bears; they were picked up off the waiver. Yep. So I really like the Bears as this year's. Uh, you know, like they're where they're coming out pretty pretty strong. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna change it over to the tight end position, Travis, and that's OJ Howard out there five five targets. He caught four of them for 53 yards and two touchdowns. Travis, this is back-to-back games where he has caught a touchdown with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is he a tight end? Do we need to start considering him amongst those top-tiered tight ends? He's, he's, we're right in the middle of a, of a breakout season for him, for a, a, in a position that's you know essentially really unstable. He's been a stable tight end uh, in that position. However, they do get Washington next week. And they held uh, Cooper, um, Hooper, Austin Hooper, to three catches for 41 yards. So, what what's your outlook moving forward for OJ Howard? As it stands now, Johnny, and we're in the middle of obviously, uh, we still have the Monday night game to play, but no big players there. Right. OJ Howard is tight end five on the season, so yeah. he is doing it. He's doing it and doing it and doing it well. Mm-hmm. To quote LL Cool J here, he. <laughs> is he's basically getting it done and he is a freak a specimen you're firing him up there uh you can't bench him because of the way tight end is is lying and i just really like that he proved he could do it 
with Fitzpatrick because what you saw earlier in the year when Fitzpatrick was there is Fitz leaned on the wide receivers. He yep. kind of ends a little bit. Well, since Fitz has been back, a touchdown with Fitz last week, two touchdowns this week, they used him in the goal line situations. That's what you like to see because Brait was kind of creeping in on those red zone looks earlier in the year. But now it's Howard. Howard has solidified himself as the tight end here. No more um, riffraff or or uh, funny business with Brait there now. So that's that's great to see. All right, Travis. Something that's great to see is the guy that you're about to talk about. Oh, man, let oh, him man. let the Whisper Nation know so they could celebrate along with you and I on this feat that finally happened. Reunited and it feels so good. Julio Jones was reunited with the end zone, Johnny. Ooh, hallelujah. Ten, ten targets, eight catches, 121 yards. Got in that touchdown. He's now cleared 100 yards in three straight game and in four of his last five. If he can start pairing up these touchdowns, Johnny, with the awesome usage he's already been showing, the awesome yardage that he's already been gaining, mm -hmm. he's going to be a, a legit wide receiver, like top three. Yeah. Uh, you know, a guy that you could be looking at as we look at fantasy rosters and say, oh, this guy was on 80, 90% of championship rosters. If he can get this massive overcorrection in the back half of the year, um, I still saw them using, you know, Calvin Ridley, Ridley quite a bit. So you look to see how he was going to be able to sustain this. But man, it was just nice for those owners that maybe didn't sell him and that kept on to him and saw him get in the end zone. Travis, what I continue to see is that if anything, we know that NFL coaches and NFL players are watching the Fantasy Whispers because we <laughs> just asked last week, can Julio Jones finally get in the end zone? We put his over-under at three touchdowns. Well, Julio Jones heard us. He watched the TV. He watched the YouTube channel, and he <laughs> hit subscribe, and he hit like, and he got the notification. And when he saw that, him and, that you and I were debating whether he was going to get three touchdowns, he said, three touchdowns? Come on, man. Come on. I'm going to give he's you gonna more. Get, he's three. looking for eight. Yep. And so yeah. I think we, we could possibly, this could be the breakout game. He just needed to, you know, get back in there, realize, hey, the touchdown's not so bad. The breakout hives aren't that bad. What's funny about this is, Johnny, I think this needed to be done for Matt Ryan, not for Julio. Because yeah. Julio's problem was never, you know, a mental thing. He, he was out there killing defenses, getting 100 yards like a, but Matt Ryan, and and the funny thing is, is this does this should do more for Matt Ryan, and honestly, Julio Jones is the reason he scored. Like Julio Jones had a breakaway play; it wasn't like Matt Ryan hit him in the end zone. Matt, you know, Julio did all the work here, uh, so it's just nice to see. Hopefully, this helps Matt Ryan get him locate him a little bit more for those Julio Jones out, owners out there. And you know, you you wish the best for a physical freak that just has been dominating cornerbacks since his whole career. So. It's nice to see when the when the good guys get. Speaking of the good guys, this is a deep dive here. Tevin Coleman is my second crown of week nine. I like this. Dude had 13 rushes for 88 yards, and he also hauled in five of seven targets for 68 yards and two additional touchdowns. He caught a screen pass, Travis, and just took it to the house. It was a, a thing of beauty. He is averaging 6.8 yards per catch. We... 
Travis, I give you a kudos. You called it a few weeks ago when we had the uh, Ito Smith and Tevin Coleman. Which one would you rather have rest of season? Which role do you think each running back will now take with Devontae Freeman being out of the lineup? And, man, I give it to you. You called the Tevin Coleman will then become the new uh, uh, Freeman role, and then Ito would take the Tevin Coleman role. And we saw that today. He looked good. I think you know right now as of uh before the Monday night game Tevin Coleman is RB13 on the year Travis and you know as we gear up for these fantasy playoffs he is a guy that I wouldn't mind going after it might be a little bit high on the value right now because he's had you know two back-to-back solid games but I feel like not a lot of people are talking about Tevin well- Coleman Hopefully you can get an owner that wants to sell Coleman after one big pop. Yeah. Because for me, what I saw that was very encouraging here is the five of seven targets, like seven targets for one of these running backs is going to be huge because coming into this game, neither of these backs had a game on the year where either of them had more than three catches. So we hadn't seen Sarkeesian really using these backs. And now we're starting to see that if that happens on this high flying offense, you are definitely going to see Coleman creep into that RB1 numbers. That's what it's going to take. He's going to need to get the receiving work, and we saw it there in this game, especially against a Washington defense that was not allowing a lot of catches to the running back. It's definitely some stuff that we like to see there, and uh, hopefully it continues for those owners of Coleman. All right, Travis, the next section we're going to break break into here is uh, unfortunately – not a good section to be in, and and chances are that if you had these guys on your roster, that uh, you're struggling right now, and and possibly hoping that you can hold on or pull out a win somehow, some way. Travis, I'm going to kick this off, and that is the monster position that carries a lot of fantasy teams, and that's the quarterback position. Kirk Cousins. Mm. 18 for 22, which if I said 18 for 22, you'd think, oh, man, this guy's got to have a monster day. No, he had 18 for 22 for only 164 yards, one touchdown, added an interception in there, Travis. And is this more of a down week? Like He's already had a couple of down weeks this year, but obviously no Stefan Diggs this weekend. Did you think that have a major role in this offense, or is there some concern there with Kirk Cousins moving forward? No, I don't, I don't think there's too much concern. They're going to get Cook back. That should open up things for Cousins having a solid run game to also uh, have in play. This was a defensive battle. It was a low over-under. You thought in your mind it was a chance it was going to have guys temp, you, know, you needed to temper expectations on. You didn't think that maybe it was going to be Cousins. But that's just the way it worked out. And and Minnesota didn't need Cousins to today. They needed that defense, which sacked yeah. Stafford 10 times. That's what came up big for them. They didn't need to rely on Cousins. And it's a good thing because he was letting people down. Um, I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins, especially if Diggs comes back healthy. They get the running game going. He is a guy that's, you know, he's had down games. This isn't something he's, you know, immune to. He's not. He's definitely had up and down games. Uh, but there's too many weapons on that side of the ball for him to to have too many of these games in a row. All right, well said. You wanna you wanna give Whisper Nation your one of your downers? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Adrian Peterson laying a fat dookie on his fantasy owners rosters this weekend. <laughs> like three straight games of 90 plus yards in a row. He had this choice matchup against Atlanta. I mean, Peyton Barber did manage damage against Atlanta. 
you have a guy like AP coming in there who had just been torching defenses. He got nine carries for 17 yards, Johnny. Wow. Three catches for 16 yards, zero touchdowns. The Skins, Redskins as a team, rushed for 79 total yards, and he had 70 or 17 of those rushing yards. You look ahead at AP, he's got Tampa next. He better, you know, cash in on this one, or you're going to be sitting there going, what the heck, I should have sold on this guy. We talked about him being a sell-high guy a couple weeks ago. Then we had to come back on that stance because he was looking so good. They got Tampa next. I, I feel like he should feast here. Tampa just gave up two scores to Christian McCaffrey today. I like Adrian Peterson still. I wouldn't panic on him, but he definitely let you. It will down. be it'll be interesting to see if CT Chris Thompson will be back next week. It'll be interesting to see how that role with AP putting up a, a stink egg uh, this week. So, but again, no news on Chris Thompson. He's still out with the rib injury, so there's no real timetable as of yet at when he'll be back. So, uh, I love that pick there. And along with uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, another guy that you and I talked about, Travis, on our Instagram this morning when we were helping people get their lineup straight before the kickoffs. That was Emmanuel Sanders. We were fl- we were getting a ton of questions on Emmanuel Sanders. Well, he came out. He had nine targets, which is about what he's been getting per game for six. He had six uh, tar- uh, completions there for only 47 yards, Travis. Put up a giant stink egg for those those owners that were you know expecting and, and relying on a wide receiver one numbers. Travis. You want in case people didn't expand or, or didn't listen to our Instagram this morning. You want to tell fantasy owners and Whisper Nation why they need to remain confident in Emmanuel Sanders moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we just look at the targets for the team right now. Eleven targets to the tight end, Hearman. He had a great game. He, he looked pretty solid for them, so that was nice for them to see. And maybe that's kind of who's going to get some more of this uh, Demarius Thomas uh, exiting. We'll see how that sustains. I really think it'll still roll to Sutton. But Sutton only getting five targets here. Yeah, Emmanuel, Sanders getting, Emmanuel Sanders getting nine targets. He's still getting the love. Jonathan Joseph had a good game. If you watch this game, it was a defensive struggle for much of the second half. So that was nice to see. Um, or, I mean, it wasn't nice to see, but that's kind of why that happened. Uh, it wasn't nice to see if you're a Sanders. I love it. Sure. We're struggle. <laughs> yeah. So, Emmanuel Sanders, I am not panicking, and that's just because he's going to continue to get a monster uh, ver- or a monster part of this target share, um, and he's solid. As long as he stays healthy, You, I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to retain that wide receiver two and with upside every week, will he stay that wide receiver five? He was a couple weeks ago within that top 10 of the wide receiver position. No, probably not. And that's just based on the fact that the Broncos aren't that elite of an offense. He was getting by with some big games. Um, and that's what boosted his value. I think he's going to continue to be good. You're going to continue to want to start him more weeks than not, but he's definitely not going to be a guy that's going to be that top five guy every week. All right, Travis, you want to give, Whisper Nation, your second downer for week number nine. Yeah, this was a guy that had come in on a torrid pace, and that's Tariq Cohen. Okay, listen, listen, our worst fears came to reality as his low usage finally equated to only 13 yards. Six carries, Johnny, for five yards. One catch on two targets for eight yards. 
This game coming in, it's set up as a Howard game, but you, you, it was impossible to bench Cohen based on his previous weeks and what he'd been doing. So we kind of knew that this could happen one day. We just didn't know. Like my question now, Johnny, is are we going to know every week which when it's okay to start Cohen? Because I think he's such an explosive player. You'll roll him out there for upside. But I think these days, I mean, he can have more multiple days like this based on him not getting a lot of usage. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't panic too much, Travis. Every fantasy star has bad days, had bad, has bad games. He is the Alvin Kamara in this offense. And so you're when you have a player that's super efficient, now if you watch him play, he actually had a very nice game. Like he was uh, breaking a lot of talent. He had a huge monster return game today. So if you do get return yards in your fantasy uh, a league, then you're still happy with what Tyree Cohen. We do not play that way, and, and so we don't necessarily talk about it in that way. But Tyree Cohen, I think, is a, a guy that he's let you down. This is the first week out of you know six weeks since we've really been talking about him. And like I said, the Bears were up by a lot instantly in this game. And they've got, they've got some very nice uh, fantasy matchups coming up. They got Detroit in the next couple weeks. They also have another game with Minnesota. They have Green Bay on the slate. So, uh, Travis, they're gonna they're not gonna be blowing people out twenty eight to seven or twenty eight to three in the first quarter and a lot of these games coming up. So I think Tyreek Cohen is an absolute safe uh, bet here. I would actually go to the owner of Tyreek Cohen and try to play on those fears and try to snatch him up right now because if you look at his fantasy playoffs, they are magical, Travis. So uh, I like Tyreek Cohen. He just had a back or, or Tariq. Sorry, I always keep saying I got I got corrected by Whisper Nation. They they gave me some some bad vibes because I kept saying his name wrong. So I apologize. Uh, but I I <laughs> yeah, like I, him I, moving forward. There's there's part like I feel like he's an upside play every week. I think he's going to continue to have monster games. I think that that you're susceptible to this kind of game from both him and Howard when you have two backs like this and their split usage. That's what's going to happen sometimes. And so you're going to have to live with the bad and 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 be okay with the bad as it comes with the good because Cohen's going to have plenty of good games. But with that kind of usage, you'll be susceptible sometimes. But let's move on to a better topic, Johnny. <laughs> Get out of these downers and start moving into some rebounds. Some guys that maybe let you down last week or recently, and they turned it around. Johnny, I want you to start us off. I think you got a couple uh, signal callers on your side of it. So start us off with a couple of your guys. Yeah, after a week last week where we didn't put any quarterbacks because we didn't th- feel like any of them were worthy of this award here. But I got to give it up to my boy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Welcome back, sir. You had yourself a fine day today. You went 24 for 40, 243 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, I understand that he only threw for 243 yards, passing yards. He did also add two interceptions. But Travis, he continues that when he is playing, he is one of the best quarterbacks for fantasy purposes. And I think that I, I gave my opinion on Ryan Fitzpatrick last week on the show at what I felt like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to do. And Ryan Fitzpatrick played fairly well today. The interceptions were uh, you know, there, there's no such thing as a good interception, 
But I, I think that Travis, he gives you so much upside each and every week. And to get him off of waivers at this point in the season, I think that's hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, there's really three things that make a fantasy quarterback great for fantasy purposes. And one is the weapons around him. Does he have great talent around him? Okay. Two, uh, is the running game enough that it's going to take away from his value? Like, is it a dominant running game that they have to feature the running game and take away snaps or opportunities from him? And three is a terrible defense. Like, if they have a terrible defense, they're going to be down in a lot of games they're going to need to throw. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the trifecta. He hits all three of those boxes. They do not have a running game. They have a terrible defense, and they have loaded weapons. We just talked about O.J. Howard as probably the third option in this offense and yet he scored two touchdowns today because he is that physical freak. They have this across the board. Chris Godwin's good. Adam Humphreys scored a touchdown today as yeah. a great slot receiver. Deshaun Jackson has explosiveness. Mike Evans, of course, we know what he brings to the table. They have weapons all over. Jaquiz Rogers looked okay out of the backfield catching balls. I mean, this is just a loaded offense. And, you know, and the opposite of that is they're not loaded on defense. And so <laughs> Fitzpatrick, I, I agree showed up and showed out. Um, for me, my my rebounds, Johnny, it's the hamstring edition. And I'm going to just kick it off with Dalvin Cook. Not a monster day Welcome. for Cook, but it, but he just, you know, sleeper bot. I love that sleeper bot update. Said he announced his uh, return with a 70-yard run. That was pretty awesome. He, he came in. He, he looked explosive. He looked effective. He looked efficient. This was a first-round draft pick, Johnny, that up until Sunday had only gained 98 rushing yards and 102 receiving yards. He came back on limited work, got 89 yards on 10 carries, and caught all four targets for 20 yards. He looked back. I had really chastised and, and gave Minnesota a hard time online for bringing him back. I didn't understand why they did that. You tweeted at him? Yeah, well, nice. I didn't at him, but... Oh. Um, I didn't understand why they would rush him back. I know now they wanted to see him get good. I think it was a confidence thing. Now in the bye week, they'll have to be able to work him back into it. And now his season officially starts, so to speak, uh, after the bye. You got to feel good if you're a Dalvin Cook owner. You have to feel good about what you saw out of this game. And it's just good to see because he's a great talent and he was a first round pick in fantasy drafts and he's finally on the field. All right, Travis. Speaking of being on the field, and that was <laughs> Drew Brees. The dude, Brees. every time I looked up, it was like he was on the field. After a eight-week or eight-fantasy-point performance last week against Minnesota, he bounced back with going 25 for 36 for 346 yards and four touchdowns. Travis, Drew Brees it keeps continuing to Prove all the haters and the doubters wrong, saying, no, I still got it. I'm still the yeah. man here. Who dat, who dat you trying to bring in here to replace me? No one, because Drew Brees is still putting up fantasy numbers, Travis. And along, I'm going to I'm gonna just, no honorable mention here, tag team off of this. And that is, man, Alvin Kamara continues to amaze. And he continues to be that, that flash fantasy player. Travis, you talk about... Uh, just an all-fun team. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should drop a, a little segment. Maybe we'll do this. I just came to my me and my in my dome right here. Just came up with it on top of my dome. And that's a, a just a fantasy fun team, right? We, You and I talk about it like 
fantasy players that are just really fun to watch and just you just sit there watching the TV and be like, wow, this is just amazing at what this person is doing. Maybe we'll do a podcast, a little short podcast on an all fun fantasy team uh, to own. But yeah, Drew Brees, man, I, I tell you what, this guy is awesome. It's so fun to see him, you know, do have games like this because you're just in, in pure amazement. Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees out there killing it. And you it's funny, Drew Brees, you mentioned Kamara. Also, Michael Thomas. Yeah, People were panicking last week after Brees and Michael Thomas and the run game looked like it was back to what it was. And were these guys going to be you know, superstars again? Wait one week with a high over-under to this Rams shootout that they had. And Drew Brees killed it. Michael Thomas killed it. Did the old Joe Horn celebration. Yeah. Pulled the oh. flip phone out of the goalpost. That was fun. Uh, it was just awesome to see. Uh, flipping it on my other rebound here, Johnny. I told you it was the hamstring edition. Melvin Gordon, after missing that London game with his hammy, then the bye week came. Gordon did justice to his fantasy owners. He came back and inspired. He ran for 113 yards on 16 carries. He had a rushing score, and he added one catch on four targets for 10 yards. Johnny, he's now had 100 or more scrimmage yards in four straight, as well as six straight games with at least one touchdown. Melvin Gordon is that dude, and he's just killing stud, it muffin. for he's just his fantasy managers. He is killing it, and I it was just good to see him bounce back for those people that trusted in him and didn't want to see what was happening to Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette um, happen to their guy, and it was good to see because Melvin Gordon was a guy you wanted to root for coming into this year. Oh, He'd always sure. struggled with efficiency, always wasn't hitting that next level, He's doing it now, man. He's he's knocking on the door of of Todd Gurley and Kareem Hunt as these top three guys. Yeah, when he says, you know, just like Lil Wayne, when you're talking about Pac, Jay Z, or and Biggie, and Biggie, don't forget me, don't forget Weezy. Yeah. That's what Melvin Gordon's saying to them, and I think <laughs> he has every argument in the book right now. He's on a very good offense. He's getting the majority of the carries and. That offensive line is, knock on wood, is actually staying fairly healthy this year, unlike past years. And it's his contract year, so good good job, man. Go get your money. You deserve it. I am I, I enjoy watching him. I enjoy rooting for him. I'm actually a, a really big Melvin Gordon fan. Uh, you know, just from a fan standpoint, I really enjoy Melvin Gordon and what he brings to the table every single Sunday. Yes, sir. I was like, I, I was bringing it, dude. I was bringing on that one. I got real emotional there with Melvin Yeah, Gordon. dude, I thought you might have cried a little bit. Hey, I, might, I have the the one single tear for Melvin Gordon. <laughs> love you, I love you, Melvin. Please come on our show. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for our Crowns, Downs, and Rebounds episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to be having our lookout. Make sure you look out for our next Week 10 matchup episodes that are going to be coming out a little bit later this week you can catch those on youtube go ahead and hit that subscribe button hit the little ding ding little bell uh and that way you'll get them right sent to your phone right when we release them unless you're like michael thomas and you still have a flip phone then you won't get <laughs> those notifications right away no but joke. uh yeah and then travis you want to tell them where they can get our listen to our lovely voices on their platforms yeah, you guys can get us on the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, or Stitcher. As well as if you guys are looking for that content throughout the week, 
We here at the Fantasy Whispers provide you with all those goodies. You go to the fantasywhispers.com. We got a waiver wire piece that launches every Tuesday, Tuesday morning. So you're ready for those Tuesday night waivers. We've got the start sit version uh, that we do. It's called the player stay away article that launches every Thursday. And then of course our, our consensus rankings launch every Wednesday. If you guys follow us on Instagram, you know, we put those up. We give you top tens usually every week, but you guys can dive deep and see all your players. If you head to the fantasy we've got it all there for you. Listen, we do this for you. Whisper nation. We love you. That's Johnny game time Hicks and I'm big Travi and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.